Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 10th episode of our VMware Runs on VMware podcast series about digital transformation, where we speak with VMware IT thought leaders who share insights on how we achieve digital transformation at VMware. I'm Sarita Kar, Director at VMware IT and your host for this series. In the first few episodes, we talked about the organizational impact, the foundational decisions, and the SaaS mindset that is so essential for digital transformation. In the last episode, we went into the details of how VMware handles disaster recovery scenarios. Today, we are going to talk about how VMware IT monitors all its applications in the multi-cloud. And for this topic, I'm thrilled to have the Director of Observability Services, Raghavendra Joyce, and Senior Manager of Observability and Tools, Ravi Shankar Rao. So welcome, Joyce and Ravi. Hey, Sarita, thank you. I'm glad that we're here. We are excited to talk to you about this subject. Thanks, Sarita, for including us part of the podcast series. Good to see and hear you. And thank you for coming. And I'm excited to start. So let's dive into the conversation straight away. So previously, we have spoken about the building of the multi-cloud. And when it comes to maintaining it, or rather, you know, running the day two operations, monitoring all these applications is critical. So Joyce, what is our monitoring strategy at VMware in the light of our SaaS transformation journey? Uh, or, or maybe I should rephrase it to our observability strategy. I know you like observability more than monitoring, right? And are. what has uh, uh, the IT industry been so bullish about observability in the modern era? Oh, well, Sarita, too many questions, huh? Let me say, yeah, let me say we need multiple podcasts to cover this subject in detail. But I know <laughs> uh, we are constrained, so let me be as brief as I can. In a nutshell, our strategy is to ensure end-to-end -end observability for all our revenue-generating uh, services, okay? Uh, you're right. Observability is a key topic of discussion in IT industry. It is actually the uh, technical jargon right now, right? Many people don't say observability, just talk about monitoring because observability sounds like a tongue twister, you know? <laughs> this is the second most discussed topic after Kubernetes in Cloud Native Computing Foundation. Let me tell you why. Just like how VMware is going through SaaS transformation journey, all the major organizations are going through one or the other type of transformation and IT has its share of this. In the era of modern business systems with multi-cloud, multi-tier and complex architecture, IT teams are handicapped without observability. Plain monitoring, was okay when cr uh, critical business uh, systems were hosted on data centers with a monolithic or relatively simple architecture. The newer systems are containerized with microservices architecture hosted on hybrid or multi-cloud environment, which requires end-to-end -end observability. The main focus of observability is to understand the health of the system as a whole, not merely individual parts of it. This also means that observability can't just be achieved by external monitoring tools. It requires instrumenting our systems to externalize their state with which we can infer system behavior. 
So that's in a brief what I can talk about observability. Wow, great. Uh, thank you, Joyce. I didn't know that. You know, but as an operations lead, I do understand the importance of monitoring. And I completely agree that we need to understand the health of the system as a whole. You know, I have been in way too many production incident calls where there are no errors on systems and silos, but end-to-end -end transaction always has a problem. And we really don't know where to start. But I, I still don't uh, completely understand how observability is different from monitoring. So, Ravi, uh, can you explain further? Frankly, I love that question. Uh, I love it just when this pops up. Everybody seems to have this uh, you know, confusion between monitoring and observability. So, monitoring is more of a, you know, a reactive stance. Uh, it's more of a failure-centric activity. While observability is more of a behavior analysis, regardless of uh, the incident or impact, monitor will tell, monitoring will tell you whether a particular system or service is working as expected or not. So it, it, it's difficult to catch anomalies with monitoring, whereas with observability, you can. Uh, let me put it in more simple terms. Monitoring will tell you something is wrong, while observability will tell you what is wrong and why. Simply put, observability kind of encompasses monitoring as a whole. It, it is more about the you know the ability to observe the systems as a whole at any given point in time. The intent is to have a kind of an accurate state of the service or application in real time, irrespective of whether it is in healthy state or unhealthy state. Well, well, uh, let me make it further more simple to you, Sarita. I'll give you an analogy. Uh, let's say a thermometer to check body temperature uh, of a patient is just a plain monitoring whereas you have ecg continuous report running and patient himself telling to the doctor hey i'm not feeling good that is observability tell me which method is more informative to the doctor i get it uh, it's way more information and from the source itself right <laughs> great yeah. analytics Great analogy. Thank you. Thanks, Joyce. And thank you, Ravi. And I'm feeling good already, you know, knowing that our systems are now under observability. So, Ravi, now that we understand the importance of observability in our SaaS uh, transformation journey, how did we go about executing our strategy? To be honest, it, it wasn't easy. But most things in IT are not easy. So, first, I think we need to understand that observability can't be achieved just by using you know, external monitoring tools. It, it requires us to instrument uh, the systems from within and to externalize their state. Uh, but, but to be able to achieve this, frankly, we need a fundamental mindset change. First, we need to be able to shift up from the traditional infrastructure or application-centric monitoring to be focused more towards the business-centric or business impact, if you will, uh, monitoring. Second, we should have this end-to-end -end traceability of all systems uh, for all the key, if not all, business flow transactions. And lastly, we should have uh, developed within the company a culture of observability that is front and center, starting right from the architecture design phase, and it should not be an afterthought. If, if you look at the pillars of observability, apart from logs and metrics, traceability is, is one of them. And uh, we were missing uh, the traceability within our systems. And that needed to be not just included, but also inculcated into our coding standards and our thought process. So th this 
uh, kind of helped us introduce this concept of observability-driven development. At the bottom line, it, it's all about collaboration. No one team or function owns the, the, the responsibility of observability. Every component within the business stack must emit what, what we kind of call current state metrics. And it's an it's a very evolving journey, and we're still not there to be frank. And that's pretty much a mind sh mindset uh, shift, right? We are talking about here, and it's going to change Absolutely. today. We look at development also. Yeah, totally agree on that. And Joyce, uh, how did VMware Solutions play a role in executing this observability strategy? Sarita, I, we can't stress enough. Uh, about the necessity of having the right set of tools and technology. First, we need to understand that there is no single solution that fits all. And hence, we must approach observability on a case-to-case -case basis. Each service and its dependencies must be instrumented to achieve true end-to-end -end observability. A key factor in enabling observability is the ability to identify or map out dependencies. We have VMware ARIA operations for networks, that performs a flow-based auto-discovery. That's the first step. Huh? To start with, we have ARIA operations for logs, for event logs. That gives us an immutable um, time-stamped records of discrete events that, have, that happens over time. Right. So that, that covers the logs part. Next, we have to have metrics. The key aspect here is to consider the metrics that really matters to the business. For example, a metrics dashboard on a streaming analytics platform like Townsville Observability by Wavefront, again, our solution, right? So all this will uh, tie uh, tie up, you know, with the supported services to integrate them into ARIA operations for applications via traces. Once we have the key metrics and event logs flowing in, we start building out the visualization. I feel mapping out the dependencies is crucial but also prone to error. So I'm so glad that we're able to do it using VMware ARIA operations for networks. So Ravi, what challenges did you face while putting observability in the multi-cloud? That's a loaded question, Sarita. <laughs> Frankly, as of now, we are in a kind of a unique juncture. We have workloads running on both private and public clouds, as well as in the you know, traditional data centers, the on-prem. And irrespective of the platform that they're deployed in or running, they need to be still observed holistically. And apart from that, there are you know, situations where these services uh, are in the process of being migrated from on-prem to the cloud. And we still need to be able to observe these while in flight. Some of the, you know, the key challenges are related also to the legacy systems, you know, where the vendor support may be void if any customization or any sort of modifications are made to the system. It could be as simple as installing an agent or a probe, modifying a small configuration, uh, using older versions of uh, you know, unsupported uh, technology. Any of these things could void the support. So this is a major, actually, uh, a challenge with some of the legacy systems. Now, today, apart from the multi-cloud complexity, we also have microservice-based applications that are containerized. Uh, if, if your head is still not spinning, we still need to be able to observe all these. And it, it's definitely not a trivial exercise just because of their ephemeral state. 
And of course, there are more challenges in the, in the form of infosec regulations, you know, operating systems being uh, blocked down, and some hardware-based network devices where we cannot really install anything, but still need to be observed as, as since they are part of the stack. Observability in itself is kind of a relatively new concept. So we continue to brainstorm, ideate, and work with various teams to figure out what the optimal approach uh, in this journey would be. And I have seen firsthand all these challenges that you spoke about. And uh, I'm sure they're the same, you know, for any IT organization. But I'm glad that we are getting there in our journey towards observability. Absolutely. So Joy is getting into the nitty gritty now. What are the factors that you take into consideration when you decide on which tool or set of tools to use for monitoring or observability? Mm. Well, um, how can I give a brief response to this? Let me try. <laughs> okay. We first check the application stack behind a service Okay, that needs to be observed and the possibility of carrying it out with the current set of tools and solutions that we have. Um, we actually don't shy away from looking at external vendors if our solutions are not comprehensive for the need. Further, we have a dynamic onboarding process. Um, let me just uh, tell you about some of the key criteria that we check. Mainly, number one, where the service is deployed, whether it is on-prem, cloud, containers, etc. Yeah. And then number two, where is it running? Is it running in disaster recovery mode? We need to understand that. And number three, what type of data store does it use? And number four, are there any compliance requirements? On top of all these, right, the fifth point and the most important point is the total cost of ownership and overall value proposition. Be it vendor procured or our own product, every tool continuously evolves. So onboarding a tool doesn't mean we are married to that solution forever. The assessment and evaluation process happens continuously, and we keep changing uh, our tool sets. Definitely. We need to check what suits us, for sure. And that continuous evaluation is critical to check the relevance of the tool, um, too, right? Uh, since ours is always a constantly evolving landscape. Absolutely. So, uh, Ravi, what are your recommendations on the best practices for observability on the multi-cloud? Well, apart from what Joyce mentioned, that we should not be married to a specific solution forever. Uh, there are a few others. Broadly, right, in my opinion, we could pick the technical aspects to approximately 60-65% and the rest uh, related to process. Now, this, this process of ending, uh, tagging, providing metadata, that can be invaluable, especially while decoding or while troubleshooting uh, an uh, issue or an incident. So it is of paramount importance that we have these processes in place. Uh, we already touched on the topic of observability-driven development, and this is what it encompasses. To kind of give you an example, let's say you have a widget on a dashboard, and that widget is splashing red. Pretty much everyone knows that something is wrong, but nobody or probably only a few know what exactly is wrong. With additional metadata, in the form of, let's say, the name of an application, which team it belongs to, the geolocation, etc. All these can kind of aid in taking correct actions. So the next time you see a widget, it's flashing red, and you also have the metadata, it becomes so much more easier to take corrective action. If I had to kind of make a list, I would first identify the entire application stack or the business stack, its interdependencies, etc. 
Next, I would include or inject metadata that we spoke about at each touch point within the entire business flow. I think this is the critical piece. And finally, we need to decide at what level observability is needed. Is it just at the function level or the system level? Is it at a transactional level or the complete end-to-end? That is a decision that we have to take before. And this is great. We are talking about specifics here, and I'm sure our listeners can definitely benefit from this list. It will help any IT leader who is looking at moving beyond monitoring and you know implementing observability. So looking ahead, Joyce, what is the future for observability? Uh, would it evolve into a self-healing? And what's your vision for observability? Observability. I'm sorry about the tongue twister again, right? <laughs> you did say to the tongue twister, it is still is for me. But what's your vision for observability for the future? Well, trust me, uh, I've had uh, multiple discussions on observability, and it is a tongue twister for many of us. You know, I myself <laughs> miss many times, so that's a, uh, that shouldn't be a, uh, an issue. It's actually funny. <laughs> well. <clears throat> You got that right. Self-healing and self-remediation are logical next steps, but we still have a long way to go, Sarita. Our uh, first step, you know, it's like one step at a time. We are looking at achieving true end-to-end observability for our revenue impacting systems, as I said earlier. That's our first uh, goal. As we evolve, we see that uh, more and more adjacent functions like change control, um, code check-in metadata, incident data, etc., becoming part of observability landscape. So we are making a decent progress there. The end goal is to have the ability to observe a system holistically and in sync with the dynamics of the system itself. And this must be achieved in uh, a non-intrusive way. Yeah. So now coming back to the question, right? Uh, what is the future? The journey, uh, if I could put it in simple words, is from being reactive to becoming proactive with the vision uh, uh, to be predictive, you know? And then we, I, I I look at ourselves to be currently somewhere in between proactive and predictive. To be predictive, that requires AI ops. That's a totally different story, Sarita. A few more uh, podcasts on that. Uh, that is actually, that can be built on top of uh, observability. With all the metrics, traces, and locks correlated, it's actually we can achieve self-healing. And that is the bright future that we are looking for. Absolutely. The future definitely looks bright for the VMware SaaS transformation journey and all our solutions in that space. This is a a lot of time to innovate, you know, and I'm fired up about it. That brings us to the end of this episode. I certainly learned a lot today and I'm super excited about the scope of observability in our SaaS transformation and the multi-cloud journey. Thank you, Joyce, and thank you, Ravi. It's been Absolutely lovely having you here. And thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, Sarita. See you again. And that brings us to the end of our 10th episode of the VMware Runs on VMware Digital Transformation podcast. I'm sure our listeners have gained valuable insights about how we are executing observability strategies at VMware. We hope you liked this episode, and if you did, please drop us a comment below. We'll be back with another IT digital transformation story in the next episode of this series. To listen to the previous episodes, check out podcasts in the resources section 
of our VMware on VMware microsite. VMware.com slash company slash VMware on VMware. Stay tuned for more.